Hey everyone, this is Rizzly Bears, and you're listening to the Camp League Fantasy Football Podcast. Welcome everyone to episode 15 of the Camp League Fantasy Football Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Please help join me in welcoming the one of the two people in our league who I need to fail miserably this week, Brandon Engelstead. Brandon, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Jeff. And as anyone looking at my roster, it's looking like your wishes may come true. Uh, I woke up this morning, I checked who you picked up, and I was not scared. So hopefully, um, hopefully your team, you know, not nothing personal here, Brandon, but hopefully your team fails and I will succeed. Um, Everything's personal but... in fantasy football, Jeff. <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> but how funny is how funny is it, Brandon, that the only four teams that have not locked in a playoff spot are all playing each other this week. Yeah, I mean you couldn't you couldn't write a better ending to a regular season. No. So yeah, it's great. I love the drama and uh yeah, we'll see how it all shakes out come Monday. It's fun how in the NFL they you know they purposely put two divisional games in the last two weeks of the season to cause drama. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. And uh, I don't remember a time in our league where the people who are needing to get in are playing each other. So I think it's, it was a coincidence, of course, but also creates a lot of league drama and a lot of fun going into the playoffs. Brandon, before we get into this week's matchups, um, let's start this week with the hottest fan favorite segment of Letter to the Commissioner. Oh man, we got a great letter to the. It is. I laughed, I cried, and got angry. All emotions are coming out in this one. Are you ready? I am ready. Here we go. It is with a heavy heart as I write this letter to you, knowing that two of my four most favorite teams in the league will not make the playoffs. Toilet Crew, Rizzledink, Rudolph the Brown-Nosed Reindeer, and Drug Boy. I will make sure to send out a special Christmas CD to the two teams that won't make it. It has Christmas classics, like Christmas, and I'll be home for Christmas. I had a favor to ask you. Would you and Rudolph please continue to pick against me? For the remainder of the season. It seems that every team win. I'm also asking that our commissioner <laughs> that you hold the that you would hold toilet crew accountable. He's trying to find excuses not to come to Man Weekend so that he doesn't have to pay me. Well, I've got to run now and head over to Fleet Farm to pick up some more goat feed. Yours truly, <laughs> Ranger Dangerfield. Ah, uh, Ranger Dangerfield. Thank you, Dan. I mean, Ranger Dangerfield for that letter to the commissioner. Yeah, uh, I, I, I did notice that, Brandon, that every time you and I pick yeah. against Ranger Danger, he wins. So yes. there is only one solution to this problem. What's that? Uh, we just decide to pick different when we do the matchups. Um, That's going right. From now and into the future. So regardless of what seed Dan will receive in the playoffs, um, he can get no lower than sixth, which he currently is sitting. 
Um, and he could get technically, I guess he could get as high as third. I'm not um, so, so certain about that, um, depending on what the matchups are. And I, I'm not sure how many points that he's away from. Uh, but yeah, he's locked himself into a playoff spot, which gives him a nice chance to write a letter to the commissioner for some smack talk. So um, congratulations to Ranger Danger for getting yourself a playoff spot. Um, but we will no longer be choosing uh, you to lose, at least both of us at the same time. So that will come to an end quickly. And I like how he preferred that you were the, the brown-nosed reindeer. So. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's <laughs> and, one of those things where, I don't know. Uh, so, I know, he, I know, he knows reindeer, but I'm just the accolades guy, Dan. That's that's a gift, and, and words of affirmation are come flowing freely, especially to Matt, um, for all that Matt has done in this league. And, oh, wait, I think, I'd actually, wait, no, that's Corey. So, gotta give it, gotta <laughs> give it to the right man. <laughs> Since we figured that out. Yes, we do. We do appreciate that. That was a great letter to the commissioner, too, and a great four-way call we had, hashing out, uh, hashing stuff out. And that's what that's what gets listeners, guys. So we thank you for it. Yes, we do. Thank you, Ranger Dangerfield, for the letter to the commissioner, and good luck to you in the playoffs. We had a few good pickup of the weeks last week, uh, starting with myself. I dropped a lot of money on Taysom Hill. He did a great job scoring me 26.6 points. I was a little frustrated about how many interceptions he was throwing since I was playing Dan, and every time he threw a pick, it was a five-point swing. Um, so that is okay, though. Uh, and then the second pickup of the week, Brandon, yourself, as we're the only two on the podcast tonight, we might as well break about ourselves. You picked up Sony Michelle uh, last week since uh, Darrell Henderson was on an injured. I think he was technically healthy once the game started, but he didn't play. Scoring 21 points. Sam Alexander-Madison uh, picked him up for 19.9. And then Darren actually had a nice pickup late Thursday. We had mentioned on the podcast that he didn't have a kicker. Uh, he saw who went through waivers, picked up Daniel Carlson, who was dropped by Matt. And uh, congratulations to Darren for picking up Daniel Carlson, scoring 12.6% of your weekly points last week, uh, a whopping 11 total points for Daniel Carlson. So speaking of Darren... Uh, the waiver wire whiff of the week has got to go to him. He dropped a whopping $29 on Miles Gaston, who scored a whopping 5.9 points. I would also like to mention Tyler picked up Darnell Mooney for $20, who scored 5.1 points, but he did not start him. So um, you can't, not technically a waiver wire whiff. Um, he's probably stash, stashing him for his potential playoff run. The biggest bench blunder of the week, Dan, with Javante Williams scoring 27.8 points. And the honorable mention goes to Ben with Damian Harris scoring 20.1 points. Brandon, let's talk about last night's waiver wire transactions. Um, there weren't very many teams involved in the waiver wire transactions, um, but there was quite a few additions what what were the things that stood out to you last night well as you can see like i'm in well we're both in a must-win scenarios but my goodness big trust is just all over this list <laughs> and yeah i don't know if he got one too many edibles in or something and he just decided to switch his team or 
or what, but no, he is, he is all over this list, but, um, and I, I am too, I, I got the injury bug bit me hard last week and, and along with, uh, got a couple buys. So I'm also trying to fill some gaps and, um, but yeah, Dan outbidding me on the chargers. That one, that one bit a little bit. Um, I only had $35 or $33 left and I was trying to allocate it a little bit and then have some left in the playoffs. But, um, Dan got a good pickup on the Chargers. So, can you talk about can you talk about why you picked up Ben Roethlisberger over some of the other potential quarterbacks like Justin Fields, Jimmy Garoppolo, or Baker Mayfield? Um, it, it's a Thursday night game, um, so Ben is going to be on short rest and stuff. But I, as you guys all know, I like the double dip. Uh, Deontay Johnson is on my team. And they had a great week last week, and I'm hoping for I'm hoping for that to keep rolling against uh, maybe a weak Viking secondary. And he's getting target. He's getting north of 15 targets a game, and um, he kind of almost assumed the role of Le'Veon Bell. It seems you know anything Najee isn't getting, it, it's you know, short dump passes is ending up Deontay's way. So I'm trying for the double dip there, and really hoping that um, uh, Big Ben gets a good game against the Vikings. Do you think there is a, obviously there's a potential for the upside for a double dip, but do you also see the same amount of risk taking a double dip to also go the other way where they both struggle? Yes. Yeah. It's a very, like I say, it's a calculated risk. Um, And, but as you can see the point projections, uh, I think you're like, you're projected like to win by 30 or something. And uh, so I got, I got to try to find, advantages where I can and yeah it's a like I say it's a calculated risk but hopefully it pays out well I hopefully hopefully it doesn't pay out for you Um, (laughs) but if if it does Brandon I truly do wish you the best in the playoffs if you if you do beat me Um, we'll talk about a little bit about the playoff scenarios Um, but like Brandon had mentioned Dan got the Chargers bidding $25 out bidding Brandon he who put on 11 and Corey put a put zero on there but it looks like the Seahawks for him were his first defensive choice. Um, Corey also picked up Cam Newton. Um, and then uh, the most sought after player was also the Chargers defense. So the, those three teams that we mentioned went after them. Um, and so that's, that was, it, it was quiet on the waiver wire from the standpoint of how many teams started going after these players. But with a, with a, with a week 14 by, you've got to have a few teams um, going after a few players. And so, Brandon, with that, um, let's talk about the league payouts now. We we had meant we had talked earlier um, over our lunch break, talking about what we want to talk about tonight. It is a um, it is on on me as the commissioner. I have not listed the league payouts. I usually do that right away, beginning of the season, on the message board on our draft after our draft, so no one has to question what the payouts are. Technically, we increased our league fee from $30 to $40, but uh, it was also brought to my attention that we did not actually discuss, besides adding a fantasy football ring, to what are we going to allocate the remaining increased dollars for. And so just to go over the league payouts here, um, it was a $40 league fee, so there's $400 in the pot. First place currently will get $90. Second place will get $60. Third place we have getting $30. Um, there is a most points scored for $15, and we'll go over the three teams that are currently in the running for that. 
And then we also have the 14 high week scores. It's a $5 payout per week for a total of $70 for that. But then last year we only paid out Brandon uh, for the four top positional payouts. So the, the player that ends the regular season, number one overall per their position, we only paid out for a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. And so um, that was only $40. The fantasy ring is right around $30. Um, and so technically we have around $65 to, to spend remaining. Now, my proposal would be to take 30 of those $65 and pay out to the top defense, top kicker, and top defensive player. But if you would notice that I currently own <laughs> first place in two of those three positions. So it gets a little shady. But what are your thoughts on that, Brandon, about paying out for those other positions? I was really hoping you were going to lead me in there that it was just be like, oh, yeah, I mean, we, I just suggest we pay out these next three positions. Like, <laughs> Jeff, looking at your show notes here, I'm seeing that two out of those three top spots. <laughs> I, I currently own them. However, there are a few teams that could catch me. Um, yeah. So, it, so it um, it's not guaranteed to go to me, but we should probably determine that before the end of the week. Yeah. Um, maybe we'll, have, we'll maybe have to put out a league vote on that. Um, as money is involved. So we'd like to make sure everyone gets their voices heard on that. Right. You know, you and I could also increase our salaries, you know, for the, yeah. for doing the podcast to like one or $2 a week, maybe extra. Um, yeah. Could, could allocate some of the dollars there, but do you have any other thoughts, Brennan, for if, if we do pay 10 more dollars for those three extra positional players, we would technically have around thirty-five dollars to re- to allocate for that. So, do you have any other thoughts of where we could put that money? Yeah, um, I mean, if you're going to pay yourself, I'd. Uh, I think there was a guy that made the fantasy football trophy. <laughs> uh, did a pretty outstanding job on it, I'd say. Uh, but <laughs> um, it's either that, or we had talked about possibly where that thirty-five dollars goes to the first engraving plate placed mm-hmm. on the fantasy football trophy. So, um, we'd have. And then after, um, uh, it would be the responsibility of the champion each year to place their team name and year uh, on the trophy themselves, as sure. they will have at least ninety dollars. That so. So did did the, did the wood for that trophy technically come free to you, or you do you have to go out and buy that piece of wood? I went out and harvested it. Um, so. Uh, that particular one. Cost you money. Yes, I. Um, yes, it would have, as far as time and labor and acquiring said piece. So, if you were to actually price that out, like let's say you started a side business of building wooden fantasy football trophies, sure. have you calculated the cost of what that would be to a regular customer for that product? Um, I'd probably put 150 on that. Okay. And your profit would be? Uh, zero. <laughs> <laughs> so like all good businesses run, um, breaking even is always a good starting point. You know, at least you're right. not negative. Yeah. No, if, if, as far as like man hours and material and travel and, and stuff like that, no, it'd be, it wouldn't be making much, but, um, I think it'd be worth it. I think it'd be worth that. Right. All right. Well, we can discuss the remaining dollars later, but 
to give you an update on who currently has the top positional players in each position for quarterback uh, Matt had Tom Brady. He's in first place, but Vaughn also has Justin Herbert, who is only four and a half points behind Tom Brady. And then Darren is in third um, with Josh Allen, who's 13 points behind Brady. And then Tyler, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in week 14. Tyler has Matthew Stafford, who is 20 points behind Tom Brady. For the running back position, it's really only going to go to one team. Dan currently holds, holds the RB1 for Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor. And then the second running back uh, is crazy. Austin Eckler is 99 points behind Jonathan Taylor, but he is also owned by Dan. So regardless of what happens in week 14, uh, Dan looks like he's going to get the payout for top running back. For top wide receiver, Vaughn is sitting in a pretty good spot. He's got Cooper Cup. And in second place is Darren having Debo Samuel, but he is 51 points behind. Um, and then the top tight end, is really down to two teams. Uh, I have Travis Kelsey, and in second place, Ben owns Mark Andrews, who's only four points behind Travis Kelsey. These are the three remaining positions that we haven't paid out into the past, um, but the top defense right now is the Patriots. Matt has the Bills, who are 32 po points behind the Patriots, and then Brandon, you have the Colts, who are 33 points behind, um, but are the Colts on a bye this week? They are. Okay, so they are definitely not in the running unless the Patriots and Bills get minus 33 points this week, which most likely is not going to happen. That would be amazing. Top kicker, Corey's got Nick Folk. And Brandon, you're in second place with Justin Tucker, but he's 27 points behind. And then there's a four-man race for top defensive player. I, uh, thanks to Brandon, have Denzel Perryman. Ben has Ro Roquan Smith, who is two and a half points behind Perryman. Matt has Bobby Wagner, who is three points behind Perryman. And then I have a second defensive player, Foyasad Olakun, who is five and a half points behind Perryman. So it looks like it's a four-team race or three-team race, four-player race for that top defensive player. Brandon, do you want to go over the most points scored, um, the three teams that have are, are vying for that position for the $15? Yeah, guys, we have – we seriously do have kind of a three horse race here there's special there's two kind of out in front and that would be vaughn and ben vaughn has scored uh 1840 points ben is only 21 and a half points behind vaughn and matt is 68 points uh is that behind ben or vaughn that is behind vaughn so um <clears throat> it would take some crazy it would take some Crazy points for Matt to get up there, but it is within, I mean, it is within reach. Uh, we have seen some crazy things. Uh, Vaughn lays an egg and Ben and Matt duke it out here, but uh, it's pretty close uh, at the top here. So, yeah, we do have an extra week this year. So, you know, Darren won this last year by scoring 1,842 points and Vaughn is two points behind that, but we do have an extra week um, in the year. And so that's definitely going to be a um, probably probably a league record with points but obviously if you have an extra week that also helps so three team race there let's look through the tiebreaker or the sorry the blended standings through week 13 with the tiebreaker being the most points scored um, and like I said the top six seeds currently are locked in the playoffs not necessarily locked in their position the only team that is locked in at their spot is Vaughn who's in first place with a record of 21 and 5 
Sam is in second with a record of 16 and 10. Ben is in third, 14 and 12. Darren is in fourth with a record of 14 and 12. Matt and Dan are uh, have the same record. Matt with the most points with a record of 12 and 14. Dan is in sixth with 12 and 14. And then Corey's in seventh with 11 and 15 record. Brandon, you're in eighth with also with 11 and 15 record. And then Tyler and I are bringing up the rear with uh, ninth and 10th place. Technically still in the playoff race uh, at the record of 9 and 17. Vaughn, congratulations to you on winning two weeks in a row the most points scored, which leaves Darren as the only team still that has not won money. Um, he did win again. This is, I think, the second time this year. Is it, am I correct, Brandon, on that? We have having Darren score the lowest scoring yes, week. I, yes, it is. Um, Vaughn has $10. Dan has $10. Ben has $10. I have $10. The rest of the league has five, and Darren has none. Brandon, speaking of, you know, with the blended standings update and the records, we had talked before that there are technically four teams vying for two spots. And uh, you and I did some research on the playoff scenarios of what each team needs to do in order for them to get into the playoffs. And so can you start off um, talking about the the first two playoff scenarios for these two teams? Yeah, I would love to. Um, Did a great breakdown here. Um, as we say, we um, later on we have two games of the week this week. As like you said, the bottom four teams all jockeying for a playoff spot, and they all and they play each other. Which, like I say, it just makes it makes great TV and podcasts. So, um, so first playoff scenario we're going to go for is uh, how Tyler's path to the playoffs uh, would happen. First. Ty would have to beat Corey and be in the top five scoring for the week. He would also have Jeff beat Brandon and both of them have to be in the bottom five of the scoring. And he would have (laughs) to outscore Brandon by 74 points. Correct. Which is not crazy. I mean, it's pretty crazy. But, I mean, you pull a Vaughn who scores 170 and Darren yep. scores 87. That's an 87-point swing in one week. So it, it can happen. It doesn't yes. happen very often. Um, and, Brandon, you, you calculated the percent chance of that happening. What did you come up with? Uh, with af- after the, all the calculations, Tyler has a 1.9% chance to reach playoffs. So you're saying there's a chance. This would be the, yes, the perfect Lloyd Christmas GIF insertion if this were video recorded. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Uh, So Uh, Slim pickings for you. So Tyler, your your path to the playoffs is difficult, but yet not impossible. So best of luck on your journey. Next scenario is we have Jeff's path to victory to get into the playoffs. And here's what Jeff needs to have. Jeff will need to beat Brandon and be in the top five in scoring along with Corey or Brandon need to go 0-2 in the week. So, Correct. So, because if you beat me, it's done. 
if you get into the top five scoring, it's done. But Corey, even though I'm not playing him, if Corey goes 0-2 and I at least beat you, I could I, – I have a chance that way. So as long as I don't lose my head-to-head, um, I still have a chance. So – what was the playoff percentage calculation when you when you threw in those numbers? Uh, I threw those numbers in the computer, and it spit out thirteen point six percent chance of reaching the playoffs, Jeff. Okay, so about eight times higher than Tyler. So looking good, yes. looking good. All right. Well, I did some calculations, and I did uh, in order for you, Brandon, to make the playoffs. Um, yours and Corey's are a lot simpler than me and Tyler's. Because for me and Tyler, there's a few different ways we can get in. Um, for you and Corey, though, it's very similar. Um, for you, Brandon, for you to make the playoffs, if you just beat me straight up, if it's even five points to two points, you would make the playoffs automatically. It's a win and in for both you and Corey. But if you lose to me, you can also clinch by being in the top five scoring for the week. So if I beat you, scoring 190 points but you are also in the top five in scoring like 180 you would clinch a playoff spot you can also clinch the playoff spot if you go oh and two this week you can clinch a spot uh, by having tyler and myself go one and one for the week so even if you lose and even if you're in the bottom five in scoring if me and tyler go one and one you have a playoff spot and uh based on my calculations the playoff percentage for that was 38.7 percent i like those odds Corey has a very similar way of getting to the playoffs um, all he needs to happen is just beat tyler straight up uh, winning in he's automatically in regardless of what else happens if he loses to tyler he can clinch by being in the top five scoring for the week but if he goes zero two he can also clinch by having Tyler and myself go one and one for the week. And so since he has the uh, playoff tiebreaker, not playoff, positional tiebreaker currently right now over you, Brandon, um, his playoff percentage is 71.7% for that. So hopefully we are correct in our calculations and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Brandon, I do have a question for you, though, that is not on the show notes here. Lay it on me. So this is not a letter to the commissioner. This is a letter to the podcast (laughs) co-host. Okay. I came up with my own segment. So this is like a, this is like an actual question. I'm not, I mean, I'm joking, but I'm also not joking. So let's say, for example, like you currently, like, how do you feel right now about your team going into week 14? Um, this with week 14 buys, it has really pickled my team right now. Um, as far as projections, it's not looking good. So, um, I had two or three players injured, um, that are now out. So I, so my IR spot is, is kind of null and void, it seems. And I had another couple players on, on buys. So um, the last time this happened, though, we grilled Tyler on it. And 
and the touchdown crew miracle happened. <laughs> and true. so I'm eating my words and Tyler, I'm a believer. Right. So I was, Oh, so you got to answer the question. So, so that is your answer. Like, I, I don't yeah. want to interrupt you. However, I'm going to finish this. Okay. I am a draft and develop type coach. Okay. I do have the core of my draft yet. Um, and we are really grinding out to like, say guys, like this is time to look inside. This is like, do you want to be when, do you want to be in that dance? You wanted that postseason? Call it quits. And all those guys, it brought tears to my eyes when I t- asked them that. And it was a resounding, I mean, trumpets, there was angels, doves flying through the air and so the light from heaven showing down on this team. And, they're ready for postseason, Jeff. So, okay. granted that they may be down in underdogs, but they're going to bring a fight, and you better be ready for it. So, currently, you have only won $5 in this league. And so, if you go 0-2 this week, and I go 2-0, I'm ahead of you currently in the points scored. I would make playoffs, and you would not. So, here's my real question. How much money, knowing you've already spent 40 and you've won back five, how much money would it take for me to pay you to bench all of your players? This week. $35. Would you really do it? <laughs> um, I was going to – I actually thought about this earlier today to bring this up on the show where I'd be like, all right, Jeff, you pick one player and I pick one player, and this, that's what decides the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> just oh just do one against one david goliath and well here's the thing i need to be in the top five scoring though i know so that's why it when i read the show notes i'm like oh that's not gonna work but it would be awesome just to pick like mono e mono you pick your best player i pick mine they go head to head for a shot at the for a shot at the ship that would be very cool when that's i was awesome. uh when i was playing for my dad at hillcrest he would often say when we get deep into the playoffs, there is something about playoffs. And this is, this goes for all sports, not just football. Something usually happens that is out of the ordinary, like what your best player gets hurt or there's a, there's a scenario or a play that just goes really goofy or opposite of, of what you've normally see. And sometimes that can trigger an avalanche effect of emotion where you have that one bad player, that one bad sequence, and it just triggers down and down the line. You've never ran into that situation before. Um, and it just, it's different. It just feels different because it's playoffs. I feel like what's going to happen here is either in our week, in our matchup, or in Tyler and Corey's matchup, a player is absolutely going to go off. Like Saquon Barkley has not scored like more than seven points all year. And I'm like, I'm just waiting for him to score, like, you know, pull the. Who was that running back for the box that scored like 70 points that one week? Um, you remember that? Like six, seven, eight years ago? He I do not. Short, he was that short guy. I can't remember his name. Oh, name Maurice like, Jones-Drew. No, 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 no. It was not him. He could have. <laughs> could have. Uh, I forget who it was. But anyway, um, that's going to happen. I just know it. Like, I feel it. Like something is going to happen so crazy. Or like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be like about to beat you. And Jamar Chase is going to drop an easy touchdown for the victory. Like something like that is see, going to happen. I want it to see where like Corey's percentage are so high. And like, 
there's like one path where Corey doesn't make the playoffs and it, it comes down to a Monday night fourth quarter or an overtime on Monday night. You know, I, I haven't even looked at the players that we play, which would be very interesting to look at. So like right now, I know we've got Thursday night players on matchup. Um, Mm -hmm. You've got all Sunday players and I have all Sunday players. So by Sunday night, I'll have Rogers and Montgomery going by the end of Sunday night. Brandon, as long as you don't pick up a defensive player that uh, plays on Monday, we will which know. I probably will. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you could leave him in a bye. That's fine with me. Yeah. So, and then for Corey and Tyler, here's here's going to be an interesting one. Is Tyler has Matthew Stafford playing on Monday night, and Corey has all of his guys playing on Sunday. So going into the Monday night game. We're going to be watching what happens to Matthew Stafford against Arizona on Monday night. Wow. That's great. It's I going love to be, it. Not only in real life football, it's going to be amazing, but in fantasy football, it's going to be amazing. Guys, look at this league that you get to be a part of. I mean, this is, I mean, this is great. So just love it. I, I love this, how this just shakes out every year, it seems. So speaking of the matchups, Brandon, last week you went two and three with an overall record of 25 and 25. Uh, last week I did not do very good. The only one I got right was Sam beating you. Uh, so I went one and four with my overall record of 29 and 26. And like you said, there's two games of the week. So let's start at the bottom. We'll start with uh, Cleveland Browns versus Ranger Danger. No, Brandon, feel free to pick whoever you want because I know who I'm going to pick after you pick. So who's, who do you got? Let's go Ranger Danger in this one. <laughs> Thank you. I do not have to pick my father-in-law for winning. Um, so I'm going to go with the Cleveland Browns on this one, which means that Dan has a for sure loss on the schedule. <laughs> so thank Playing you. Playing from that sixth seed. <laughs> right. That's right. I know now, he does he... have Jonathan Taylor on by, which, uh, I mean, the guy's, a, I mean, he's just been a fantasy machine. But, um, I, I do need Ranger Danger. I mean, any help I can get. So, um, yeah, it's okay if you score a little it is, lower. <laughs> it, it's frustrating because he did, after week three, sent me a trade. I think I've talked about this. He sent me a trade, Jonathan Taylor and Gronk for Travis Kelsey, and I declined the trade. Going wow. back, obviously, I would have accepted it, and then I would have picked up Hunter Henry, which Vaughn picked up Hunter Henry a few weeks after that. Um, because I picked up Hunter Henry quickly in our church league, and I was thinking about doing it. I was like, thinking about accepting that trade and then picking up Hunter Henry, but I couldn't. I, I had never spent money on a tight end before, and I wanted to see it play out for a whole year, so that's that's honestly why I didn't. So going to the next matchup, Brandon, we have Red Zone versus Holy Rollers. Who do you got winning the Battle of Minneapolis? Oh, man. Uh, I think mode. Holy Rollers uh, picks this one up. Wow, holy rollers. Yeah, Vaughn, he could he could bench everyone, still get first place, rest his players. Um, what I'm going to do, I'm going to hmm, – this is an interesting one. I'm actually going to pick – I'm going to pick red zone because Justin Herbert and Kyler Murray, assuming he's healthy, um, they are just on a tear along with Cooper Cup. Um, so red zone's got a great team. Even though he doesn't need to win, I'm still going to pick him too. 
Brandon, we have Stafford Infection versus the GOAT with the Battle of the Cousins. Who do you see winning this one? Stafford Infection. Darren caught a staff infection, I think, on his team. And I'm deal- I feel his pain. I mean, dealing with injuries it- in fantasy football is about the worst. I mean, uh, so, but I think Stafford takes this one. Because the other interesting thing is both of Darren's defensive players are on bye this week. Okay. Sorry, that was a little. Uh, Darren is here for basketball tonight. And I was just informed. Thank you, Lily. Um, I am also going to take Stafford Infection. We'll get through this really quickly for you. Brandon, uh, the first game of the week, we have Touchdown Crew versus Big Truss. Brandon, who do you got? Uh, Touchdown Crew, take. You could have changed your song before you go Oh, no. Hey, and that's uh, Ralph Engelstead, everyone. Uh, it appears I got a. I got a massive Dirty blowout diaper. change. <laughs> well, speaking of massive blowouts, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a big trust on this one in a massive blowout as well, which then leads us to the second game of the week, Brandon. Real quick, Rizzy Bears versus No Punch Intended. I don't even have to ask, uh, so I'll put you down for your win. That's and, right. Uh, I'm hoping to win as well. Hopefully, go two and zero. Oh. Brandon, any last thoughts before we end this week's show? Smoley hoax, you're going to be so blown out as bad as this diaper that I'm about to... Oh, my goodness, man. <laughs> you don't have to do it on the show. Oh, it. well, you're right. But that's what I'm saying. It's, it's for effect here that this this diaper deserves a gold... I mean, gold star. <laughs> this has gone well far and beyond the Call of Duty here. Did you so. purposely say Smoley hoax? Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> that's what you said. Sure did. <laughs> uh, it was a catchphrase well. I was saving for next year, but look yeah. at Oh, a little preview there. Okay. Well, thank you, Brandon. Uh, I appreciate the time and good luck in basketball, and may the odds be ever in your favor this week. And also with you, Jeff. Thank you, Brandon. <laughs>